everyone and welcome to the first ever episode of the Social Beans podcast where we explore different social trends and media and talk about it. I'm Mo. I'm Ella. I'm Rose. How are you guys today? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, we're all right. Yeah. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Good. So, <laughs> today, today we will begin... <laughs> by talking about cancel culture which is where someone does something that offends a certain group or just society's law I guess yeah yeah and they cancel the person um well I suppose using a, a well-known example of cancel culture um so 2019 um james charles was briefly cancelled over false allegations made by a few other um, content creators and lost two million subscribers in about a day that's a lot actually yeah Yeah. and subsequently gained them all back um but it was a, a very quick response he um, immediately using subscribers people were holding you know his subscriber count watch parties where they were just watching the count go down that's really toxic how people can just like spend their time watching someone's subscribers or like followers go down and hating on them exactly when there's no evidence People love the drama and they want to see someone get taken down. Even if they don't necessarily dislike the person, people are just drawn to it, which is why cancel culture can be so toxic because people are so happy to jump on the bandwagon and cancel someone just because. I feel like some of it is about like peer pressure. Like if it's like, if like your group of friends are like going after this one person then you'd you'd like feel really pressured to follow on yeah yeah it's it's a classic example of like mob mentality especially if everyone's talking about it and everyone's hating on this one person which i think it can do a lot for someone and damage them yeah and i mean james charles has come out and said that it nearly drove him to a, a very bad place with everything going on and he he's fortunate in that he had like a support system to make sure that he didn't do anything or that you know he was all right but it can be incredibly harmful and it was a, a really awful time for him especially when your whole work is built off of people watching you and supporting you and following you and having such a big following as well can definitely do yeah. something. so there are a couple of kind of major examples of the criticisms of cancel culture um so one of them is that it encourages this mob mentality and 
encourages people to not kind of do their own research and they see that someone's being cancelled and they immediately jump on it and start spreading this truth because people just want there to be drama even if there isn't any Mm. and it's not proven to be true so I definitely yeah there's just any excuse to cancel someone very rude (laughs) um and another is that cancel culture doesn't work as someone who has done something that and they need to take accountability for it that accountability won't come from them being cancelled because it never it, it never does work people always get their subscriber base back and even if they lose two million subscribers you know they've still they'll always still be people who will stand by them staunch supporters of theirs a very good example of that is um jeffree star if you look at his youtube account the amount of apology videos he's done and videos about tea and if this and this is true or false or whatever but he still has millions and of followers and supporters and he makes millions of dollars off his makeup lines and he's still really successful despite being cancelled i think the justice part of it if they did what they have been accused of then the justice has kind of been like thrown out the window about it and they're not getting the right um i wouldn't say like punishment but like like being told that that was wrong like they don't change their behavior because if you can do all these awful things and you still keep your supporter base and you don't lose anything then you're not going to change that behavior because you know there are people who'll stand by you and they come for this behavior like with jeffree star his supporters know that he's problematic and they know that he's not a very nice person but that is part of his brand and he makes money off that so of course he's not going to change because then the, the the only people that could get him to change are his supporters and they've come for that content so they're not going to have an issue with it mm, no it also is really important especially now when loads and loads of young people are online watching these content creators maybe not even knowingly but they're taking in what they're doing and they're seeing that oh this person who makes this amount of money is doing this and they can get away with it so maybe I can get away with it especially with Black Lives Matter last year yeah because they are role models for a lot of people this is someone they look up to and they they look to what they're doing as kind of an example of what they should be doing yeah and this parasocial relationship which um just to define is a relationship in which i might watch my favorite youtuber and i see a part of their life and i think that i know them because i can see the part of their life that they put out there so i know them but they don't know me you know they've got all these people watching them and it is a very one-way you know relationship and that can be manipulated because there is definitely a power structure and a power dynamic there Mm. and people don't see everything like the like your favorite creators when you watch them you're not going to see every single 
moment of their life. So that could be a bit of a, I mean, like an open gate to like do something that's not okay. I mean, yeah, you just see the tiniest fragment of their life and you don't know them and you think that you do because they're your favourite YouTuber and you know everything about them and they would never do this. But people, you can get the wrong impression of someone and I, I think you always have to remember that you don't know them and they might be a really nice person but that doesn't mean that they can't do bad things just because they appear in a certain way online. Most YouTubers that I've seen are completely like different from like in videos than they are in real life. So you're not gonna get the um authentic well, version of them. In a video you have twenty minutes of a structured thing of them uh, looking happy and um high energy and that just isn't true you can't be high energy all the time you're you're not structured your life is just isn't like that it isn't true and living like that it can take a lot out of somebody like having to do and act this certain way every single day because they feel like they have to online especially if your brand is created around scandals I'm being cancelled. You know, uh, bringing the conversation back to kind of cancel culture, um, a main issue is the fact that it discourages people from being held accountable. Because if you're cancelled, then you might lose a few subscribers or, you know, get dragged out by commentary channels. But if that behaviour can continue and you can keep your supporters, then you're never going to address this really negative behaviour. And uh, often being cancelled can sort of be a get-out-of-jail-free card. You can say, oh, well, look, I've been criticised for this. I have apologised, or, you know, I've changed. When you can get away with continuing this really negative pattern of behaviour with the kind of excuse that, oh, well, I've really been criticised for this, so we can move on from it now yeah especially when you're criticized over and over again and if if this cycle can continue and people keep doing bad things and then getting criticized and apologizing then there's nothing nothing changes it's a cycle and it can be really negative because for all the people watching them who are going to jump to their defence, this is the behaviour that they're seeing, one of their role models kind of portraying. Especially if you idolise the person and you see them getting in trouble and then getting away with it, you're going to think that you can do the same when it simply isn't like that in real life. Some of it will be and like seem unbelievable for some people if they've seen a certain version of that of that creator so, and then that could like be upsetting to the person who watches them because mm. they go it goes against what they normally or would show yeah right. especially if the creator is offensive to 
a specific group of people who watches them or just is living their lives in the world like that's really offensive and should be held accountable and then it should be punishments for the people and also getting the people that agree with the content creator they need to think about their actions and change what they're doing and cancel culture isn't doing that because the cycle of cancelling people just continues i i think it is worth noticing and clarifying that being cancelled isn't the same as being criticised or being held accountable. If you say something offensive or do something that's inappropriate, it is perfectly valid for people who may be offended or just anyone who's seen this behaviour to call it out and say, that's not all right, you know, you need to change. And people, you know, the history of cancel culture people will immediately, oh, well, you know, you're just trying to cancel someone, you're just trying to bring them down, which can really stifle people being held accountable for their actions. Also, I've noticed in daily life when people do something that isn't okay, people just joke and say, oh, we should cancel them. But if you're making a joke out of, being cancelled when really they need to be held accountable you're never going to be holding these content creators accountable if you're joking about it in real life yeah can- like can- <laughs> sorry cancelling's been you know made into a joke it's oh you know we could do this when i i think a lot of it it starts off as you know we need to criticize this person for something that they've done and turns into, oh, you know, we all need to cancel this person, mob mentality. And so the behaviour doesn't ever change, and it's just this overwhelmingly negative cycle of people trying to bring other people down. And because that cancel culture starts on social media, it, it will, like, spread, and then other people will, like, jump on it. Because if it is, like, seen as a joke, which it starts off as, it will, like, progress into something way more um, serious. And... Especially when it comes off the screen and into real life and people get violent in real life or, like, harm the person in real life. Yeah, because it isn't just online drama. Like, sure, you know, you can joke around and there can be stuff that's kind of kept isolated in, for, on, for example, YouTube or Twitter. But a lot of people forget that it does have real-life consequences. And what happens online does kind of reflect into people's actual, actual lives. Yeah, the screen kind of dehumanises the... Um, people. We- oh, sorry, my mom walked in. Um, um, the screen like dehumanizes the people, so the people attacking the creator doesn't um don't realize how much it can affect the creator. We forget. That- 
we forget their people sat behind their computer screens. Yeah. Which is obviously not okay. Yeah. Everyone has feelings. Even if you're a bad person, you still have feelings. The things that happen online, the issues that, like, result in, like, cancel culture, it will, like, stay online. Especially if it's, like, done on social media, it won't, like, entirely leave because there'll be people who will still be stuck on it. So even if they have changed, um, people will still be like, oh, but you still did this. Yeah. So why there's there's always going to be a grudge or like evidence of them being bad and stuff i mean i think it's a fine line between you know holding people accountable for something that may have happened a long time ago but also moving on and accepting that something isn't a pattern of behavior um so if some someone did make you know insensitive content in the past but has since moved on and has addressed that, is it really fair for us to drag it up when it's shown that there isn't a pattern of behaviour as there is with other people? And, for example, Shane Dawson, yes, a lot of the inappropriate content he made was in the past, but he has continued making similar content, you know, up, up until recently. So just because some of the fault may lie with things he did a long time ago doesn't mean that we shouldn't hold him accountable because he never apologised for it. Or he did apologise, but his actions after the apology don't line up to what he said he was going through. That's probably the issue with apology videos. If if you apologise and then keep doing it, you might as well have just not apologised because you obviously haven't recognised that what you were doing was harmful. Exactly. It's not taken as seriously. And they also get money from the views on the apology videos. Like, they're literally getting paid to apologise. So there's motivation there for continuing the bad behaviour, which is very toxic. It is very toxic. Apology videos overall are just a a textbook example of manipulation. To the audience. Yeah, you know, the crying, the... I think what I find especially interesting is the over-self-depreciation. So, you know, I'm such an awful person. You guys know that I'm so, you know, I'm a bad friend. Saying things that are over the top and the audience is going to jump to your defense because you know just because you did this bad thing doesn't mean that you're a bad person it doesn't mean you're a bad friend and so it's manipulating the audience into defending you when you are in the wrong it's definitely like acting as the victim and Mm. i personally take issue with um excessive crying in apology videos, because if you're yeah. turn, if you're turning the camera on and giving one take, you know, no cuts, an apology, you know, that's fine. But if this is a video that 
you have cut and you have edited and is scripted, then I don't think having minutes of straight crying, um, as Tati Westbrook did, I don't yeah. think that's necessary. Because it's just you trying to make the audience feel bad for you. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know about you, but when I hear when I when I hear or see someone crying, I want to cry and because I have empathy for them. Yeah. So they're victimizing themselves. It puts me in a, in an emotional state because yeah. I see someone else crying. Because you feel bad for them, and you're oh, you know you're you know it makes them seem like the victim in the situation and not like the perpetrator of whatever negative behavior they did yeah and i mean there's also the issue that that they never apologize because they feel bad it's always apologizing because something got dragged up or people tried to cancel them for something you know, it's never unprompted. And I think it, it's just if this behaviour that you did, up, you know, offends you now or you've you've changed so much, then surely you would have addressed it previously? Like nearer the time that it happened. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not, you haven't just suddenly changed and realised how awful you were. It's only because... You know, that behaviour was always harmful. It's only because people have now picked up on it. (sighs) Or becoming more aware of it. Like, racism was always, always bad, but because of the Black Lives Matter movement last year, lots of people got cancelled because of stuff that they did years ago or are still doing now. And it's always been racist and it's always been offensive. And there isn't a cutoff point where suddenly, you know, we all became politically correct and we now find this offensive. You know, that behaviour was harmful then. And so the excuse, oh, you know, it was in the past, doesn't really cut it. And I don't, you know, sympathise with you if you tell me that the behaviour you're getting cancelled for was 10 years ago. Because it's always been racist and people have always agreed that, you know, blackface or saying racial epithets or anything, that's never been okay. And you're only apologising now because it's been dragged up. And I take issue with that. I think apology videos can also, like, be a form of defence. Yeah. Again, what they have done. Like, not necessarily apologising about like apologizing for what they've done it can just be like they could then like being victims about it and really defensive especially if they're saying the story from their point of view and victimizing themselves and not including stuff that they've done to hurt other people because if they were truly sorry then they would you know show everything they wouldn't cut clips or crop photos they would kind of admit to everything they've done but if you're only apologizing for the specific thing that people are currently upset with then it it doesn't feel like a genuine apology (laughs) Mm. no i think the way in which people are held accountable needs to change but I don't think 
people are going to make it change because everyone likes drama and gossip and talking about bad things that people have done. And I, I, so mean, I don't... that is natural human behaviour, and it's not. You know, you're not at fault if you enjoy sit, enjoy the tea. But we need to teach people that criticism, accountability and, you know, cancelling people are different. And that just because you're being criticised doesn't mean that people are hating on you. I think there should be a limit. And like, if it goes beyond that, then it should be dealt with in a different way. Not spread online or like people unsubscribing and cancelling them. Yeah, but that is so hard to define. Yeah. I I think the biggest apology and proof of remorse would be changing your behaviour and, you know, changing into a better person. Um, So I, an example I briefly want to mention is uh, Logan Paul, who you know, in his past did things that were incredibly negative and incredibly harmful. And, you know, he, in some ways he still is the same person, but I think he has changed for the better and is now using his platform for good. And He's um, recognised he's a role model to young people. Yes. And so he's using his platform to spread messages, you know, calling out um, behaviour that's wrong, um, during the you know the Black Lives Matter protests, he unequivocally um, denounced police brutality. I think I I might be wrong, but he did make large donations to help mental health charities and also um, charities that support people of color. And yeah, I, he was in the um, protests. Yeah, yeah, and I think that is an example of someone who who has changed and. You know, it, it wasn't his apology videos that convinced me that he's changed. It's a change in his kind of general behaviour and how he uses his platform. And I think him recognising that his platform was powerful was the best thing that he could have done. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so, general conclusion... Um, accountability is good cancelling is bad and you know breaking the cycle breaking the pattern of behavior and using your platform for good is you know the ideal outcome (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's a good message i like that and that goes offline as well as online as well yeah just like get rid of like social media just like just be a good person yeah and and don't be afraid to call out you know harmful or offensive behavior in real life as well because just because you don't want to cancel someone doesn't mean it's not all right to hold someone accountable exactly (laughs) I'm nodding. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. That's the first episode.
thank you for listening <laughs> thank you guys for joining me today thank you uh, I hope, I hope you enjoyed the first episode of the Social Beans podcast. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> right, bye everyone. Bye. bye.